This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Coming up on Studios America, Glenn Beck joins the program with the intense true story of one woman's escape from hell in Afghanistan. YouTuber Gothics drops by the studio to share her experiences with cancel culture. And Netflix is facing a bit of a mutiny today as uh, they were just standing up for their own Dave Chappelle special. Apparently, that's off limits. Let's do the Netflix walkout. Stu does America. If you're ever wondering whether something that is about to be said is racist, the easiest way to do that is to change the colors and say it out loud and see how it feels. For example, if I were to say, look, I don't have any problem with trans people, I've always been very clear. I have a problem with black people. Would that be racist? Would I get canceled if I said that and meant it? Well, of course I would, and I should. If I were to say I had a problem with black people, that's totally unacceptable. However, it's actually a reworked quote from the Dave Chappelle special where he says, I don't have any problem with trans people. I have a problem with white people. And it's not the white people part that got him in trouble. It's the trans people part where he said he wasn't uh, against trans people. This is a bizarre world we live in. Right now, Netflix is trying to deal with this bizarre world that, let's be honest, they had quite a hand in creating as they are trying to deal with the uh, backlash of their Netflix special. Now, we told you about this before. Dave Chappelle came out to this special. It was offensive. Uh, People started getting upset. Netflix said, we, of course, are not going to cancel Dave Chappelle. We will not do it. We will not. And then, of course, as is always predicted and predicted on this program, eventually that starts turning around. We are now in the middle of the backtrack. Netflix chief executive Ted Sarandos said he screwed up in his efforts to communicate with employees who were upset over the closer. You might remember he also said the company believed content on screen doesn't directly translate to real world harm. What I should have led with in those emails was humanity, Mr. Sarandos said in an interview Tuesday evening. I should have recognized the fact that a group of employees was really hurting. Were they were they hurting from some Dave Chappelle jokes? Is that real? To be clear, storytelling has an impact in the real world, sometimes quite negative. It's weird because they always, whenever a conservative would say, hey, you seem to have stuck a bunch of environmentalist messaging into this or that cartoon for kids. Isn't that a little weird? They'd say, oh, what are you talking about? That's a conspiracy theory. Well, what about all these violent like uh, images and video games? Could they have an effect on the real world? Of course, that's ridiculous. They would never have an effect on the real world. Oh, but when it's trans issue, that absolutely has an effect on the real world. We're supposed to take these opinions seriously. That's what we're supposed to do. I just can't, I can't do it. Mr. Sorrentos, who is also Netflix chief content officer, congratulations on that, said he isn't second guessing the decision to carry the closer, nor are there plans to remove it from the streaming giants platform. You just wait. NPR highlights the walkout that's going on now. The weeks-long fight inside Netflix comes to a head uh, today when employees at the company are expected to walk out, demanding the company better support its trans and non-binary employees. And let me just give you a quick little lesson in management. 
if you had employees who walked out for this reason, uh, the appropriate response is get out. Never come back. Your key cards have been deactivated. In fact, if you try to sign up for Netflix in the future, we will block your account. That is the appropriate response to someone who walks out over this nonsense. But as is always the case, there's a fancy dancy list of demands ready for you to agree to because that's the helpful thing to do. So will Netflix agree to these? We don't know yet. But here are some of the demands uh, in content investment. They want to create a new fund to specifically develop trans and non-binary talent. There are. Could they possibly have more shows with trans content on Netflix? I mean, I'm just asking just if you're an IT person, is there enough any more bandwidth available at Netflix to stream more transgendered shows? It seems like every single show has a character. We just turned Superman into bisexual. I, I just I don't know what we could do. What, what possibly more can be done on this? Everything has to do with gender and sex all the time. I'd like to just see a story every once in a while. Wouldn't that be interesting? How about this? Revise internal processes on commissioning and releasing potential harmful or sensitive content, including but not limited to involving parties who are a part of the subject community and can speak to potential harm or consulting with third party experts and vendors. Isn't that the best path to a good comedy special? All we have to do is go, hey, we're going to make a, a joke about uh, Eskimos in our next. E oh, I know you're not supposed to say Eskimos anymore. Eskimos in our next episode. Can we get a, a, a team of Eskimos here from northern Alaska so they can tell us whether our jokes will be harmful? And if they approve them, we can put them in our comedy special. Sell your Netflix stock if that starts happening. Um, employee relations and safety. Allow employees to remove themselves from previous company promotional content, allyship and diversity videos, etc. I love this one. You know why? Because what Netflix has been doing is they hire trans people uh, and they put them on screen because it's all just signaling. And now, look, trans people can do a great job. Obviously, they can do a great job as well as anybody else. But when you're hiring them and putting them in promotional videos to show your allyship, you're just using them and they're using you. And then afterward, when Dave Chappelle tells a nasty joke, they want their images to be removed from the promotional videos. I freaking love that harm reduction. I'd acknowledge the harm of Netflix's responsibility for this harm from transphobic content and in particular harm to the black trans community. You can never just be one thing. It's never enough to be one one road in the intersection of, uh, of, of, of groups that have been victimized. Now it's, it's not just the trans community, it's the black trans community. Again, I will remind you, this is a comedy special in which the host of the comedy special tells you the problem he has is with white people. But apparently he is not sensitive enough to the black trans community. Um, add a disclaimer before transphobic titles that specifically flag transphobic language, misogyny, homophobia, hate speech as required. The amount of disclaimers these these employees would want would be so long you'd never get to the show. It would be like a Star Wars scroll just going up the screen for 40 minutes. And of course, suggest trans affirming content alongside and after content flagged as anti-trans. Uh, you've just watched an anti-trans programming. Do you want to watch some pro-trans pro programming? 
The Netflix algorithm at work. This is where we are. This is insanity. We're going to get into cancel culture coming up with gothics in a little bit. But please, I tell you, if you are one of the people that have a problem with Dave Chappelle and his special, this is not a Dave Chappelle problem. This is a you problem. told you a lot about Chamonix in the past. Um, here's a Samantha from Arcadia, California. She says, I love GenuCell plant stem cell therapy. I've used it all over my face, under my eyes. It's cleared up uh, the flakiness, even reduced my forehead lines. And someone asked if I had any work done. Uh, nope, just GenuCell by Chamonix. This is the best in skincare. We're talking about fine lines, forehead wrinkles, dark spots, bags under your eyes, all the things that might happen occasionally. You might notice in the mirror from time to time. Uh, Chamonix can take care of these things for you and they can do it with a guarantee. And I'm going to say they're going to see you're going to see results in as little as 12 hours or you get your money back. It's that simple. You're not nothing to risk here. My mom loves this stuff. My wife lo loves it as well. Now you can see the difference for yourself. Get 50% off their most popular packages. It's a great gift, guys. It's a great gift. Lovegenucell.com slash stew for 50% off. These are all the customer favorites. Go to lovegenucell.com slash stew. You get 50% off your order today. All orders are upgraded to free priority shipping from our friends at GenuCell.com. It's lovegenucell.com slash stew. If I must, let's bring in Glenn Beck. His newest special airs right after this program at 9 p.m. Eastern tonight. It's called Trapped by the Taliban, One Woman's Escape from Afghanistan. Be sure not to miss it. Glenn, thanks for coming on. You're welcome. I <laughs> I do appreciate it on uh, on this uh, Taco Bell breakfast burrito Wednesday. You know, your life is sad because My life is sad? it's a sad. I mean, look at me. OK, mm -hmm. this is you in 10 more years. <laughs> ten. OK, yeah, ten. More months. <laughs> at this rate, you uh, know, we're like presidents. We just we're going we're to go gray. We just get wrinkly and yeah, old and yeah. then at like, you know, 58. We're just yeah, no longer no around. Longer around. Ever, what happened to those guys? Yeah, it was Taco Bell breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, either that or it's the stress of the world right now. You, mm. you go into you. Today's special is interesting because it covers obviously what was going on in Afghanistan, someone escaping and like that. That doesn't seem like positive subject matter. Oh, it's matter. amazing. But it's a, it's a good story. Oh, it's an amazing story. I didn't know until halfway through the interview um, that I actually was on the phone trying to negotiate for a landing of a plane and it, it, it was her plane. I had oh no God. idea um, until halfway through. I don't know if they left it in in the final cut, but I'm like, guy, remember, I, oh my gosh, you were going to Albania. Um, it, 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 it's remarkable. Um, but this is really an example of God helps those who help themselves. These, these two sisters are unbelievable unbelievable and they learned from their dad who is a real patriot and you know now here in america have you been surprised at how seemingly quickly america has moved on from this ridiculous no i think we have a lot of things going on you know mm -hmm. i think we i i, I just think well, that... there are a lot of things going on but this this is a big one i mean we basically i don't think we moved on i don't think we've um i don't think we've forgotten it mm -hmm. you know I think, uh, you know, if asked to do anything with the military, I don't think Joe Biden's going to have a good approval rating. Yeah. 
Um, you know, I, I just don't see that happening. And I don't, I mean, you know, the trust has been lost. Uh, a lot of the belief in the upper management of, of the Pentagon has been lost. I don't think we've forgotten about it. Uh, Biden's uh, approval rating now down at 37% in, in a poll from the highest rated pollster out there. Um, the question is like, because I, I think you're right. I think you're right in that people don't have any faith in Biden, which I think is the correct tact, mm -hmm. but also the FBI and uh, the CIA and the court system, and the court system and teachers and the military. And these institutions are more important than just what they're doing from a day to day basis. Is how how risky is this that America just loses faith in its institutions? It's over once you lose the full faith and trust in the United States government. That's the only thing that makes that dollar worth a dollar. Okay, that's the only thing that keeps a family together. You know, my my father, um, he taught me and my sisters, the only thing we cannot endure is lying to each other. So lying was a really big thing in my family. We did not mm -hmm. lie. Um, that would be the only thing my dad would just go crazy on. Um, and. And he's right. It's the only thing a family can't withstand. If you're lying, then the whole trust system of the family falls apart. You know, the whole I can help you if you just tell me the truth. All of that falls apart. We can't do anything without trust in one another. I think, however, the trust of. Especially outside of the cities. The trust of the average person um, towards the other average person, I think, is still there. NPR did something extraordinarily dangerous. Um, this last week, they did a, uh, a report on what would it take for you to snitch on your coworkers. And they were encouraging you to turn your coworkers in to OSHA. That, that's... I mean, once we lose the trust with one another, then we are done. Then we are done. And, and, and it has damaging effects, I think, all the way down the line. I mean, the media is another institution that, in theory, we should be trusting. There was a time when we were doing this show that I think people largely trusted the media. That time is the, so far, so far in the rearview gone. mirror now. They don't. I mean, even Fox. I yeah. mean, I hear this all the time from people who say, you know, well, I believe this show or that show, but I don't trust the network. Um, and and I guess that's healthy in some ways. Mm -hmm. The problem is we um, we have a an entire network system, an entire media system that is getting is going to if this reconciliation bill uh, goes, I think they're getting one and a half billion dollars or something like that in bailout money for the media. Mm. Um, but uh, that we haven't we haven't replaced anyone. So we've torn down our idols, but there is no one that's stepping up and saying, yes, but this is an authority that you can trust. Yeah. Um, and, and that's by design. That's by design. You know, we talked a little bit about this as it related to Colin Powell 
passing away. And, you know, Powell obviously later in, after after the Iraq war kind of lost credibility with both sides. The left hated him because of what he did with Iraq. The right kind of hated him because he wound up being the mm-hmm. Republican that mm-hmm. endorses nonstop Democrats. Yeah. But like I, we were looking back at the polling and in 1996, this guy had an 88 percent approval rating. 1995, 96 mm-hmm. in, that, in that range. Eighty eight percent. And other polls showed him up plus uh, 71 or something in approval rating. He was when rumored as a presidential candidate, 16 points ahead of Bill Clinton. He was loved by kind of both sides. But I, I as I was thinking about that, I couldn't think of one figure who meets that standard today. Who is that person? I mean, maybe there's an athlete or something like that that would... The Rock, Tom like, Hanks. Yeah, like you're going, you're reaching here. There's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no... There's Somebody no, asked me the other day. Um, in fact, it was Dan Crenshaw. He, he was talking to me and he said, uh, so what do you think about the Democratic bench? You know, who do they bring up? And I'm like, I don't know. Who are we bringing up? Who's, who's on our bench hmm. that we really trust, you know? Um, and the, the conversation went towards, well, we believe in these things and the GOP is going to be doing these things. And I said, yeah, I don't really care what the GOP says they're <laughs> going to do anymore. Right. I don't care. Show it to me. Show me. When you actually show me that you are standing up against tyranny and it's not just for a fundraiser, then I'm interested I don't trust any of them. Who is the bench? I mean, we're the, if you're a GOP person, we're in the best situation. And that's because you have Ron DeSantis. (laughs) 80% want Donald Trump. 80% of GOP voters want Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. And as his party, if he wants it. Yeah. And I, and I understand it because I don't think people trust anyone in politics. You know, you think that you think the president's approval rating is low. Look at Congress. Yeah, it's even worse. If you think Congress is low, look at the Democrats compared to the Republicans. So I'm not saying you're wrong here, but let me play devil's advocate for a second. You we have a situation where what you're talking about, I think, is what most people feel. They feel this loss of any chance, really any hope. Yeah, that's 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 a mistake. That's that's a mistake. That's a mistake. Because I mean, the facts sort of bear it out in a lot of ways. I mean, I was thinking about this. I was talking to my wife about this because she's she's getting banned off of Instagram every other day. That's kind of her thing. Um, and she she was like, I don't, you know, I was thinking to myself, why do I even care about this? Why do I even post on here? Why do I even bother? We were kind of going back and forth on that. And I said, you know, it's interesting because when we read the news every day, we're constantly berated by nonstop people acting terribly. And I thought back to like my grandparents, like they would wake up maybe read the paper in the morning, maybe. And then at night, maybe they'd watch the nightly news, maybe. And that was their engagement with the world, with news, with politics, with all these things. They know the, 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 the broad strokes, but they didn't, they didn't obsess about it the way we do now in this age. And I, I, I can't stop but thinking that that's, that was maybe a more healthy way of living life. I think what you're missing, however, is the fact that the sea has changed. The... You know, um, in our grandparents' time, they weren't engaged as much. But that's because we believed, at least at the time, that we were all generally on the same page. Um, And so I could have talked to them about the progressive movement, and they wouldn't have understood it. They wouldn't have known it. 
Okay, they lived through it with FDR and Woodrow Wilson, but they wouldn't have understood it or known that it was still going on. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because they didn't relate to the subversive nature and it was so slow. Now you can't really unplug from the system. You can to feel better, but you have to set time aside every day to have a deep dive into everything that you need to know because the world is moving way too fast way way too fast and you decide to unplug for a year or two yeah the problems are still going to be there but they're going to be different and much bigger and is that why it's important for what's going on around the country at school boards for example where parents are saying you know what like i'm not they're not even necessarily fighting a national issue they're fighting an issue in their local town um George Washington used to say that government is like fire. When you control it, it's good. When it controls you, it'll burn everything down. Um, the government is, uh, is not in control of the people. It is trying to control the people. And that's why being involved at a local level, being in groups, coming together, standing up against the van- mandate, going to your school board meetings, going to your city council meetings, going to your zoning committee meetings in your town. Very important, very important. We've not done that, done that for no. a long time, which has allowed it to drift. Now the watchdogs have to go back to work, and that's all of us. And um, if we can push them back into the hole from which they crawled out, um, we're gonna be fine. But it's incumbent upon us to do it right now. Uh, how can people possibly do this with the media in the state that it's in? And I want to relate this to your special tonight because this is about the efforts that have gone on with the Nazarene Fund in, in Afghanistan. And we've seen all that go on. We had uh, Nick McKinley on radio today who was quoted in a Vice article, which was, I mean, in my view, just lied continually about what happened with the Nazarene Fund. They distorted and your everything. They distorted they, everything. They, they, they were a little, they were legally careful. Mm-hmm, I mean, they mm-hmm. continually gave themselves legal outs, but mm-hmm. they, the, the intent of the piece seemed to be to say that you were bad, that the money that people donated didn't make a difference, mm-hmm. that, that the, the audience's efforts didn't make a difference. And they, they want to shake that foundation. They want to, sh- I swear they want to shake the idea that an individual can help. Exactly right. Exactly right. The individual doesn't matter. So no individual, that's why I did the power of one. One person can change the world. One person can make a difference. But you have to be out front and stand. And others will come and stand with you. Look at what happened in Afghanistan. But they want to make sure that you do not believe that that's possible. Uh, And there is a lot of hope. Look at what happened with In-N-Out Burger in San Francisco, okay? They stood up and said, we're not any government's police, you know? No, anybody can come in here and be served. And they opened back up. Um, That's a brave stand. But if it's happening in San Francisco on the wharf in San Francisco, you damn well better believe it's happening elsewhere in the country uh, if they would ever push them that far. 
Well, we started the interview with Taco Bell. We ended it with In-N-Out Burger. That's how we do it's it good here day. in this program. It is a good day. Glenn Beck, the new special is Trapped by the Taliban. One woman's escape from Afghanistan. It's coming up right after this program, 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on Blaze TV. Make sure to get your subscription by heading to blazetv.com slash stew. Enter the promo code stew because that's how they know you like this stupid show. You like Taco Bell. You like In-N-Out Burger. And maybe you're okay with Glenn Beck, too. Why Plus, you'll save 10 bucks. talking? Glenn Beck, thank you for taking the time and being so sincere oh, and interested. Oh my gosh, it's been... The cameras are still on? <laughs> uh, there's this company that this guy Glenn Beck started, and it's probably a scam. I mean, I, it's usually what happens when people like this, these people in the media, are you getting in the middle of your own company. I just, I just, yeah, we're done. We're done with you. Let me just talk about Glenn's company instead. Realestateagentsitrust.com is the place to go to find the best real estate agent in your area. And, the, and despite Glenn's, all of his failings, this is a really good idea. <laughs> he can still hear me apparently. Um, find the best real estate agent in your area. Have them screened. Don't just pick someone random from an ad or a friend of a friend of a friend. You need someone who's going to be able to manage the most important financial transaction you may ever have in your entire life and do it better than anybody else. Realestateagentsitrust.com is the place to go to find that person no matter where you are in the country. Do it now. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Despite Glenn. So the big spending package now being rumored at 1.9 trillion. I think we said 1.8 to 2.2 is where we thought this would wind up. Um, let's see what happens here. Um, now the money, don't get too focused on the money because yes, the, the number coming down is relatively good compared to the other options. However, what they're putting in this package, they're gonna do all sorts of accounting tricks. We've gone over them on this program already. There is all sorts of nonsense structurally built into this thing that you're not going to want. So this number coming down is what Joe Manchin wants you to think about uh, when you're talking about this bill. They are saying there's a rumor now that Manchin is talking about switching parties or leaving the Democratic Party and becoming an independent. Uh, he's denying that right now. We'll see. I mean, what the Republicans should be doing is just how much money do you need deposited into your account? A hundred billion dollars? It would be cheaper than than him voting for this. I, I don't know. What do, you, what do you need to at this point? It's obvious we're all just bribing each other. Just give the man a hundred billion dollars in cash and get it over with. Can we do that? Uh, I will say this, though, other than the a hundred billion dollars in cash just directly uh, deposited into his bank account. The number one thing, are you ready for the number one thing you can do to stop this spending bill? Are you ready for it? Should I call my congressman? Yeah, I mean, sure, if you want, but that's not the number one thing. The number one thing you can do is get on the phone with somebody involved in Virginia politics and do every single thing you can for the next few weeks to make sure Terry McAuliffe loses. If Terry McAuliffe loses, this bill will die because the Democrats will be terrified as to what 2022 looks like. If if Terry McAuliffe loses my I can't guarantee this to you, but I will say it's the best possible option. If McAuliffe loses, this bill dies. And both of those things are good for America.
Let's just say you had $100 billion recently deposited into your bank account and you want a tasty snack. You should go to Built.com because Built.com has the best protein bars. And if you happen to have, like, let's say a houseboat, and maybe you're not the, you know, the most svelte man in the world, maybe a former athlete who's, you know, maybe you know, getting up there in age a little bit, maybe needs to uh, cut down on the Capitol Grill dinners. Built.com is the place to go. Mint brownie, coconut, double chocolate, salted caramel, cookies and cream, and more. And I will say this, if you want, if you're going to spend $100 billion on protein bars, you want to make sure you're saving some money. You don't want to spend full price when you're doing something like that. So if you want to get these 180 calories or less, 18 grams of protein, you want to go to Built.com and you want to make sure you use the correct promo code, STU15. If you do that, your $100 billion order will only be $85 billion. Think about that. Stew 15 to save 15% off your first order of Built Bars. Use the promo code Stew15 for 15% off at Built.com, Joe. Built.com. Happy to welcome YouTube star Gothics to the studio. Gothics, thanks so much for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me. This is really cool. I'm really excited to talk to you because um, I'm, I'm interested in like your Marvel prequel origin story. Okay. How did you get here? I got here because of The Little Mermaid. Yeah, really? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> it's like, all right. Why The Little Mermaid? Uh, so if you notice in Hollywood, they're tokenizing every character known to man, mm. changing white characters to black, uh, straight to gay. And they did it with Disney and they said Ariel's going to be black. And I'm a big fan of Little Mermaid growing up. Yeah. And when I saw that, I'm like, what is this? But my issue was, is that the social narrative was anyone that had an issue with Ariel being black was now racist and mm. I went on social media and uh -oh. I said no no, oh, no can't be doing that every and terrible story starts with and I went on social media and yeah, yeah. that's how it all starts <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah but that's pretty much how it started and then what nailed uh, the deal for me was when I voted for Trump last oh, summer you can't do that, that. Was, you can't do that yeah. so you were uh, on Twitch right mm -hmm. yeah, um, big deal over there and you go and you you say something which I mean you know talking about the Little Mermaid changing colors from a fan shouldn't be something that gets you canceled. Right. Is that what basically happened though? Did you get canceled in a way? That was literally it. But it, when I got canceled, I got canceled a lot specifically from like black leftists. Mm. And I feel like they were harboring a lot of animosity towards me because the narrative went instantly to gothics is anti-black. She has internalized racism. And these are some weird accusations to just conclude from an opinion about a Disney movie. <laughs> Yeah, that's, there's not a lot of basis to that. No. That's kind of a big thing to say. Um, so you so you then decide, is there a, an awakening that happens there? Like, what, what happens? To, are, were you a political person before this? No. no. I actually, when I was on Twitch, I had rules in my a channel that if you're going to come and hang out, you can't talk about politics, religion, nothing sure. that people would generally start an argument about. Uh, and but after that aerial incident, I took a hiatus from Twitch for a few months. And by the time I was ready to come back, that's when COVID and BLM started. And I was prepared to just, you know, just not skip a beat, continue making content that I was. Mm -hmm. um, but I felt like I needed to speak out on the things that were happening uh, politically and like in the streets. And yeah. Twitch didn't allow me an opportunity to do that because it's, it's very one sided as far as political leanings. Sure. So yeah. you go on YouTube. Uh, now you have a huge following on YouTube. Why do you have a huge following on YouTube? Uh, because I refuse to be canceled. <laughs> that is <laughs> that's why. That's great. Yeah. Um, and I think that a lot of people are desperate for reasonable thinking. 
and yeah. and common sense. And I, the things that I'm saying on my channel aren't really anything profound. They're just coming from a perspective of let's have a reasonable conversation about this. Do we focus because I mean, a lot of this goes back to you mentioned with the Little Mermaid and like I feel like it's a cop out that these companies do all the time where they, where they instead of creating a an interesting layered character who might happen to be black. They just like, well, we've got this mermaid hanging around. And if we just change her color, everyone will talk about it and and we'll get some uh, social justice points. This is just lazy sort of pandering, isn't it? It is. It's totally it's just lazy pandering because Disney has so much money. You mean to tell me they can't make an original movie with an original <laughs> character and storyline? Right. Oh, they just want to remix it because they know that it works, which I get it. But from a creative standpoint, it lacks creativity. Yeah, it really does. So take me back to um, uh, 2020. COVID's going on. We get into the era, the, the whole George Floyd thing and all the riots are going on. How does how does that affect you? How, how does that hit you in your world? It was really it was really bothering me because when that George Floyd incident happened, uh, I saw a lot of content creators on Twitch who are black, uh, and within a span of a week of these peaceful protest, uh, <laughs> yeah. they all started uh, victimizing themselves. Like, uh, you know, I need white people to promote my channel or I need this in order to be successful. I even started getting just a lot of uh, new followers from people that were convinced that they needed to support black creators just because they're black. Yeah. And that really bothered me because I like to work for what I achieve. And if I'm getting a b thousands of people just following me just because I'm black, like that's so superficial. I don't want that. Is there a temptation to play into that at all? I mean, because oh, yeah. <laughs> is it because I would assume at some level, like there is, you know, I see this a lot with like restaurant owners and, and they say like, you need to support black restaurant owners. And I think, I, I think to myself, I don't want to support a restaurant because of the color of the skin of the owner. That, that seems racist to right. me, right? Um, but, you know, look, they're putting your restaurant on the front of DoorDash for everyone to order from because you're the, of the color of the skin. There has to be a temptation to maybe play into that. There, there definitely is a temptation because businesses know that the wokeness is, is trendy. Mm -hmm. uh, and then on uh, like an individual level, people know that that's how you get the most love. That's how you get the most sure. the, the street creds. You're brave, you know, all this yeah. stuff. And, you know, it's. It, it, it's just sad, but yeah, it, I don't deal, I don't uh, subscribe to any of that just because like I, I see more value in myself than just the color of my skin. Yeah, that's, I, I mean, seeing people as individuals, right? Forget the colors, forget the categories. Like that's, isn't that what America's supposed to be? And I think especially on the internet where it, uh, it, unlike maybe in the past where it you have to maybe look a certain way to get into a boy band or a girl band to start off in the music career. We're at a point now where anyone can, can be successful based completely on their merits. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I like going on YouTube and finding uh, creators that have lots of different things that they like um, things that they can't change about them. Maybe they were born with one leg or maybe they were born yeah. with no limbs, but they have a very successful career as like a public speaker or something like yeah. that. Like that's amazing to me, but you don't hear these people complaining about how marginalized they are. They just do the thing. Right, right. Um, all right. So take me back to um, uh, you're going through this sort of political uh, awakening a little bit. You mm -hmm. start talking about the, the Little Mermaid thing. Um, 
that comes after, though, you've already had some level of success. Mm -hmm. And so before you, you kind of have this moment, what's your opinion on Republicans and conservatism and Donald Trump? How do you view that stuff in your world? I had massive Trump derangement syndrome. <laughs> I, I, yes. yes. Um, in fact, my assistant, shout out to Starsan, mm. uh, who I hired, she I've known her since high school and uh, I stopped being her friend. And I really? knew her for years. And when she voted for Trump, when he initially ran, I was like, you're racist. Like, why would you vote for a racist guy? And I and I remember um, recently I checked my DMs that I sent her back then. Mm. And it was just like a paragraph of just nonsense. It, 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 <laughs> none of it was true. Yeah. I was just angry. So after I got canceled from the little mermaid thing, I still had my Trump derangement syndrome, but it didn't quite click until BLM and COVID started happening when I started saying, wait a minute, mm. so people have to stay at home, but you're allowed to go out and protest George Floyd. This isn't making sense. And that's when I started to really think, okay, maybe this, what I perceived about Republicans or conservatives or, or Trump voters in particular, isn't what I thought. Were you scared to talk out about George Floyd? Because that was a period where when that was going on, I saw people posting, you know, I can't remember what it was. Was it a black box on Instagram or something? There was some like thing yeah. you were supposed to do. That's going to do something, right? Right. Like, because <laughs> I mean, that's every social movement has started with black boxes on Instagram. Um, but like it, uh, people would just do it because mm -hmm. they thought they had to do it. And if you didn't do it, followers would attack you. Why don't why haven't you posted this? An idea of compelled speech to me, the exact opposite of what America stands for. When you when you came to that point, I mean, that was a big moment in our history. What, what, what kind of thought process did you go through when you were going to speak out about it? Well, all of the, uh, the anything related to BLM, even when, you know, the George Floyd protests started ramping up, I ignored it. Uh, it wasn't until I saw the obvious excusing of the looting and the rioting. Uh, and that's yeah. when I was like, OK, now we got to talk about this, <laughs> uh, because also the idea of putting up a black box that doesn't do anything. And for these people uh, to think that they're actually helping. I, I wonder how many in that case, then their whole feed should be filled with black boxes, right? Because I don't know if it's just the way that I look at life. Maybe it's a little bit too cynical, but I understand that people die all the time and it's unfortunate. Mm -hmm. But are we going to burn down buildings and, and, and cities just because we're upset? That's right. ridiculous. It sounds like a bad solution. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so because it's I found that to be a really fascinating thing that people do and that they they sort of internalize this the entire nation, some narrative like this is, you know, police are racist against black people, this sort of narrative. And instead of judging these things on individual on an individual basis, they just sort of thrust everything they know or think they know about this topic into each individual story. Now, George Floyd, I mean, I think you could look at that one and say there were real problems with what happened there. But there's other examples where, you know, the story is totally different and there isn't justification. Yet we're supposed to react the same way to all of these. I mean, this is not this is a this is a boring world. Right? Right. It's a boring world when people don't think for themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's also what people fail to realize is that these cases are so different and people aren't looking at the nuances, looking for that context anymore. They just see black, white hate crime. That's yeah. that's that's not I think that that's causing more problem. That's actually creating racism, I think. Yeah, well, you know, I think uh, there's that, that that sort of idea that victimization is now a goal. 
right? Mm -hmm. I thought for, forever for American history, like the whole point of American history is to not be a victim, right? It was like us, you know, moving away from the king and, and us overcoming all these big challenges and dark parts of history, bright parts of history all lead us to this point where the American foundation is in, in, individuals overcoming difficult things. And now we've switched that around. I mean, I always, I make fun of this all the time in that like white supremacists used to be people who said white people were supreme. Obviously a terrible, terrible idea. You shouldn't think that way. But now they are victims. They are victims of white genocide, mm. right? Like they are the victims of everyone else on top of them because that's what they see as the top of the ladder. And I think the other side with, with extremes, extremes on the other side as well, look at this the same way that every black person is a victim because of the color of their skin. I mean, that, isn't that just poison? It's poison and it's ridiculous. And by the way, I've been called a white supremacist. So this is why <laughs> wow. I, I can't take any of this seriously. <laughs> are you, I should ask, follow up, are you C a white clearly. supremacist? <laughs> you wouldn't be on the blaze if you no. were. We only let white supremacists in the door. But that's like a crazy way of viewing people. Like that, I think that is a real thing we have to overcome. How do we overcome the idea that victimization is something to strive for? I'm actually at a loss for that. Yeah. The only thing that I can suggest right now is people leading by example, because I think that the idea of victimization, people don't want to say that that's what it is. But I mean, when you look at it objectively, that's what the act is. And I think people sort of latch on to that when they see when they're getting encouraged by their peers like this is this is how you get love this is how you get popular yeah. um so i think we need people to just lead by example and reject that idea that i'm a victim and i need these people to do things for me i don't need nobody yeah yeah i, th I think that's a great way to look at it how much of this um is a function of our sort of social media world i mean we're on youtube right now we don't have a gothics type following here but i mean we've got a decent following as well you've got a huge following how I feel like there is an element, though, of this that is people no longer stay for long form things. They don't necessarily always um, uh, put a lot of thought into what they say. I mean, Twitter's the worst one, obviously, but so much of this culture is spouting out the first thing you've, you've you can think of, the, something you've heard from somebody else. That that's not how you solve problems long term. Yeah, I, I stand by what I always say. And I think that social media is one of the worst inventions ever created. <laughs> like, honestly, yeah. I, and I'm someone that grew up on MySpace and LiveJournal and sure. I loved all that stuff. Yeah. But but now I feel like everything is all about clicks and retweets and how many likes you get. And it's just like it's a it's a show. And it's really even concerning when you think about how people um, just spread lies about one another on social media so quickly. But then when they find out it's a false lie, like it was an accusation, it's like, oh, you know, I, I believed my friend or I believed a headline. Well, you're kind of, you're, you're encouraging yourself to just not think. <laughs> that's your fault. That's your fault. <laughs> yeah, that's your fault. Oh, this is great. Um, let me, um, uh, let's, let's, let's tell people, because I think people are really going to want to hear your perspective, but where can people find you? Where do you, where do you talk about politics in the world most? Yeah. So right now I'm on my, my YouTube channel um, at Gothics TV, uh, and I'm also a collaborator on a, a series called Cancel This, mm. uh, which is on Rightly AJ, if you look it up on YouTube. And I do segments of just, uh, I talk about cancel culture cases and discuss what happened, what could have you know, been done differently to try to get people to think about how they deal with conflict and accountability online. I don't think you can get people to think anymore. I think that's an well, old Well, I'm going to try. Give it, a shot. <laughs> Give it a shot. It's a great idea. Gothics, uh, thanks so much for swimming, swinging by. Make sure to check, check out the Gothics TV YouTube channel and subscribe today. Gothics, thanks for coming on. Thanks so much.
If you're listening on podcasts, please take the moment, subscribe to the podcast, rate and review the podcast. Five stars is the appropriate number of stars. This one says, love this stupid show. Five stars. Always saying something to think about. I have to admit, you're smarter than you look, which pretty sure is an insult, but that's okay. I will take it again. I'll take your stars. Thank you very much. And remember, when you review my show positively, this whole program has good vibes and you hurt other podcasts' feelings. And that's the most important thing. Always do that. Uh, also, uh, from YouTube, you can always watch the show on YouTube and comment live on the show as it happens. Five freaking stars, avid watcher, very first review. Love this stew pid show. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Make sure to subscribe on the YouTube channel as well. we got to get up to, like, gothics-type numbers. I mean, how do we do that? And tell some people. Make, make sure they watch it or something. Uh, by the way, uh, Bitcoin, new high today. 67,000 it hit today, which is just bonkers. And Jamie Dimon, by the way, wants you to know it's worthless still. He's been saying this since it was at like a dollar. Now he wants you to know at $67,000, it's also still worthless. Make sure to check in on his analysis daily.